The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hello and welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and my guest today is Leonard Underwood. Hi, Lenny. How are you? Doing great, Tara. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Um, It's really nice to see you. Thank you for coming on. Yes, it's my pleasure. I'm honored. Yeah, I'm I'm happy that you're here too. Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Um, I feel like you and I have known each other for a long time, um, and we just keep crossing paths with each other, um, whether it's being young professionals in the region or being entrepreneurial together, um, 40 under 40 and young professionals. It's just, you know, it's so nice to be growing older alongside (laughs) of you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for uh, addressing me over the years. Um, The pants I'm wearing is from... One Jackson of, and yeah, Carter. absolutely. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, which you're selling your socks in now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. been wonderful. Um, they're doing quite well there. Yeah. So we love Will. Will finally, I finally had Will on a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. Um, so I can check that box off. Um, right. I haven't had Greenfield Savings Bank on yet, but I just emailed John Howell and the president to say, okay, I think maybe you can come on now. It's been over a year of, legitimizing myself as being on the radio. So it won't seem like I'm just having you on to have you on, but right. That is not the case with you. Um, I'm so happy that you're here. And most recently you and I got to hang out together at a really fun event for business West. Um, we got to co-host the event, which oddly enough, I've still been really just excited. I've, I'm still like so excited that we did that together. Yeah, me as well. And it, it went well. I think we had great chemistry on the stage and, you know, didn't quite know what to expect, but people seem to still be talking about it whenever I, I'm in certain spaces and people will mention to me, oh, I saw you on stage. I And I didn't know they were there, but, you know, quite, um, there's so many people that we were speaking to up there and you never know who's, you know, quite in the audience, but yeah. Well, it's hard too with the two rooms. So right. the the event that Lenny and I are talking about is the Business West 40 Under 40 and the Alumni Achievement Awards, which are every June or so um, yes. annually. And it's an event put on by Business West. George O'Brien and his team do a really great job. And yeah. um, Lenny and I got to co-present the awards this year. And it was just this really amazing, very <laughs> nerve-wracking thing. Yes, yeah. But um, I was at an event at UMass, their community breakfast the other day. Nice. And Cinda Jones came up to me from Amherst. She's just this amazing powerhouse yeah. of a person from Amherst. And she said, you know, I was at the event, the 40 Under 40 event that <laughs> you and Lenny co-hosted. And she said, I have never had so much fun at one of those ever. Oh, wow. And she That's said it was largely because of us. So I love that. Yeah, I'm I'm clapping for us right now. It's so really good. We may just have <laughs> to go it. on the circuit. You know, well, yeah, this might begin um, something new. <laughs> Kate, Kate's husband. I'm drawing a blank on what his name was. Kate Campiti is the oh, associate sure. uh, editor yes. of Business West. Her husband said you guys did a really good job. I don't know if you remember that that night, but yes, he, he was did. giving us accolades too. So I feel like we're a good team. I agree. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's an honor. It's Dan here, and I'll just say, if you need a manager, you do let me know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're, Thank you. We're, we're not planning on running for anything yet, I don't think. But no. 
Yeah. Just supporting or, those that are. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but a lot of people are, are uh, they always try to say, oh, when are you going to run for city council or school board? Or, and I'm like, no. <laughs> All your connections <laughs> no, and professionalism no, and, you no. know, they I have mean, a heart for people. Just, yeah, but that's just too much. I feel like I bow down to all of the elected officials, uh, yes. whether it's local, state, um, national politics. It's that's a hard row to hoe. So I agree. When I was in my early twenties, I thought about school committee. It yeah. was just a thought. It was though. just like a, a thought that passed you by, yes. like a ship, ships exactly. passing in the night, like just sailing right through. Yeah, and then life, you know, with responsibilities and other interests came along and. I just support those that are running now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Lenny, when I first met you, I'm going to say 20 years ago, probably. Yeah, um, Not to, to date myself <laughs> too much, although everyone knows I'm around 43. Um, uh, you were a photographer. Yes. You had your own business, your own photography business, and you still are a yes. photographer, right? Yes, 18 years. S 18 years, so 18 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, almost twenty, less, not quite. Yeah. I am a rounder upper though. So, yeah. um, so how did you come to be a photographer? Was that always something that you wanted to do, or? Yeah, I would say watching my mom when I was young. She was always taking photos at different family functions and um, church or community, um, just as a hobby. She had a camera that, you know, back then, you know, film disposable cameras or just you know handheld cameras. And so I I don't think she ever said, let me take these photos for me or except for maybe just one photo uh, that she might have been in. So I never necessarily learned from her those skills, but I think from a distance, I, I gleaned or I admired what she was doing. And so fast forward in high school and in college, I was a part of uh, yearbook and that gave me more confidence to ask people you know, get along, get get together in groups to take photos or just see things that are happening on campus and, you know, um, it, it get some inspiration as to, you know, how to turn this into art and art form um, and something that I'm passionate about. So it was still a hobby, I would say, even when I um, thought about going into business um, because my family was telling me it's just a hobby, just, you know, get a real <laughs> job. This is something you do for fun on the weekends, not something that you can make a living off of and, you know, support yourself full time. So um, my first wedding was November of 2004. Um, and even before that, I was teaching photography in Holyoke part time, um, darkroom photography or black and white, um, digital and some video. Um, but didn't I just didn't see it as a long term career. And so. When I got the opportunity to do someone's wedding, I said, well, I can take this serious. You know, I develop business cards. Um, you know, I continue to promote, promote myself in the community. And that gave me more leverage to, you know, go into a new year and, and see myself even further along. So my, 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 I even did my mother's wedding. She remarried in 2005, and that was an honor as well. So it's been quite a journey, um, of course, bumps along the way, but certainly worth the the time and effort that it's been to create something that I'm proud of. Nice. And did you grow up locally? Were you from around here? or? Yes, grew up in Springfield, attended American International College for undergrad and grad school um, in public administration for both, and then I minored in business and undergrad 
Um, it, business has always interested me, but just didn't see it as I, I didn't really have those examples growing up in business. Mm -hmm. uh, my grandmother owned a salon later on in life, but even she was saying, you know, just I'm so proud of you that you're earning your degrees, go and work for someone and, you know, leave that photography business alone or idea for whatever reason. I think just as a safety net and seeing it as um, not something as viable. What did you want to do in public administration? What was your dream for that in school? To eventually become the executive director of a nonprofit uh, community center, youth-related. Youth um, and then that also spoke to the interests of public service, of working um, in office, um, possibly school committee. And, and it was an interesting pathway in healthcare management and, and other areas of um, you know, in that, that sector as well. So um, I, I think in some way I still use those degrees, but not as directly as I once thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're still really involved in the community and you sit on um, some boards. Yes. I was looking at your LinkedIn. Are you on the Wayfinders board? Yes, yes, That's Wayfinders, a Common Capital, Square One. Yeah, so you're doing it. Uh, I mean, yes. those are like honorary <laughs> executive director positions without having to do the executive director position. Um, yeah, essentially, boards oversee the executive director and the right. health and wealth of an organization. And oddly enough, we had someone who used to work here, um, Mark Latanzi, um, who went to Wayfinders after a long time here of being um, our program director. So, wow. Yeah. He's um he was really 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 great and now he's at Wayfinder so you'll have to look him up the next time you yeah, go there. I will. We yeah. have our meeting tomorrow, so oh, good. maybe I'll connect. Yeah, he's really lovely and he makes beautiful jewelry. Ah. Uh, Alchemy Studio. If anyone ah. wants to check it out, it's so nice. This is Dan again. Just to intervene that Mark was on WHNP this past week with the CEO of Wayfinder. So there wow. you go. That's wild. <laughs> tie-in. Yeah, I have to double tie-in. Have to go back. I have yeah, to listen to you have Will. to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots, lots of podcast lis listening for you. I'm, I'm here for. It. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Lenny, we have to take our first break. But you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Leonard Underwood, who is a photographer. Um, who is a wonderful person in our area and also is the creator and owner of Upscale Socks, which we'll hear more about when we come back. Thank you so much. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Okay, welcome back. This is Tara Brewster, and you're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. My guest today is Leonard Underwood. Um, uh, it's okay to call you Lenny, right? Anytime, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. That's what most call me. Yeah, that, good. All right. Know me. Yes. <laughs> I just, I've been calling you Lenny for so long. Just sometimes people change their names. I think um, I've become more cognizant of that too with my kids. Sure. Um, Madeline, mm -hmm. my eldest, often changes the spelling of her name and what she prefers. Uh -huh. So sometimes she likes Madeline, sometimes she likes Maddie, one D, two Ds. Okay. And then Charles, my youngest, used to be Charlie, um, yep. and now he's Charles. Mm. So. And that may change even more. And that may change again, but <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that I can call you Lenny, and, yes. and it's good. Yeah, totally. Um, Always. Good. I'm glad. So um, in our last uh, break, well, in our last conversation before the break, we were talking about upscale socks. 
And I would yes. love for you to tell everyone about Upscale Socks and kind of how that came to you. Because to me, you're a double entrepreneur, right? And I mean, yes. I'm sure there's even more things that I that I might not know about you or it might not come to mind that you do. Yes. But I know that you've got your photography business, which right. is 18 years strong. Yes. And then you have these gorgeous socks that you create, you designed, it's your company, and you produce them. Um yeah. Yeah. I mean, tell us tell us how Upscale Socks came to be. Sure. So in 2014, that summer, I had a dream that I, I owned a sock line. Never worked in retail before, um, not even a day. <laughs> so I have no experience in that industry. Um, but I had this dream that was pretty profound. I rarely remember dreams. And so I woke up the next day, told a friend about it. We both thought it was a great idea, even thought about going into business together, but um, different ideas of how we would go about the business. So I decided to, you know, after a whole maybe year and a half of toiling with the idea and not knowing how to approach it, who to ask, um, I've, of course, asked you for support, but not really getting a lot of um, tr as much support or attraction I probably needed. Um, I I did pursue a program, uh, Spark Holyoke at the time. Now it's called E4ALL in Holyoke, um, which gave me, um, I would say, kept me aligned weekly with assignments and asking people for perspectives and ideas of designs. So that, that helped me put things um, in motion. So after that, it, so it took me another year to, you know, fully launch. Um, so launched December of 2016. So it'll be almost six years officially. Had a soft launch that summer. But it's been really fun seeing it all transpire and the awareness in the area and, and even beyond uh, with people, you know, wearing them and posting and, and purchasing actually on my way here, someone purchased out of San Diego, which is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so just never know who's out there and, and how they discover it in whatever way. So, Well, I, I love your socks. Yeah, um, thank you for I supporting. order yeah. them as much as I can or as yeah. much as I remember to. Yeah, thank um, you. You have an online presence, right? You can yes. purchase off of your website at upscalesocks.com. Yes. Great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have some men's and women's socks and also kids' socks, right? Yes. Yeah. And if they're on social media, they can also purchase on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um and there are, as you mentioned, some local shops, um, you know, um, Jackson Connor, as well as Amherst Books. And there's a visitor center in Springfield on Main Street, um, Bumpies in Springfield as well, 908 Allen Street. We're in Amherst Books. Um, we're in a gift shop in Raleigh, North Carolina. You can visit our website for the exact um, address. Um, as well as New Jersey, there's another gift shop there in Newark, New Jersey. Nice. Um, so we're you know spreading our wings as yeah, much as possible, I having fun. Um, we'll be at the Big E as well with uh, Feel Good Shop Local. 
um, at the porch, I believe it's called. I love the, Michelle Worth. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she was on the show. So when you nice. do your podcast <laughs> looking, she was on talking yeah. about Mercedes Benz and sure. talking about Feel Good Shop Local, Very which good. had their launch. Yes. They've launched. There's now, um, if you go to feelgoodshoploclocal.com, yes. um, you can search a lot of local entrepreneurs, boutiques, right. um, store owners to find some really cool items. Um yeah. That you can purchase and uh, figure out how to either get it shipped locally right. or pick it up locally. Um, I just love her concept of literally shopping local and being right. able to support local businesses through her website and right. you know through ease of shipping and delivery um, or pickup. Yes, yeah. yeah, they're very intentional about that, and I'm I'm. Looking forward to Biggie. I'm a little nervous, you know. It's uh, as I mentioned, my retail experience is pretty light. Um, yeah. You know, I do pop ups here and there, but um, being fully committed for you know 12, 13 hours is something on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I I went into Jackson and Connor. Will needed some help for sidewalk sales. Oh yeah, in July. Yeah. And of course I said yes. And then I worked a shift of maybe six or eight hours standing. Yes. And I used to do it a lot. Um, yep. And I am very out of practice and I'm used to sitting now. <laughs> my, <laughs> yes. My bones settle easier. And um, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. How that can happen, that shift yeah. <laughs> so easily. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, unfortunately, based on my schedule, I can't fully commit to every day during that 16-day um, run. But I will be there. I'm committing to two days now, and hopefully I'll add another day. And so you can visit my social media to stay up to date on what days I will be there and Hopefully you can stop by, wave, and and maybe purchase a pair of socks or give me some ideas on some new designs. Yeah, nice. Come up with. How do yeah. you come up with your designs? Yeah, I'm inspired by things I see, um, be it on social media, on television, um, even when I'm jogging or you know working out or thoughts in the shower even. Um, I get inspiration that way. Um, a lot of things um, someone may drop in my, um, may share with me and and. That may turn into a design as well in a, a form of collaboration. I'll say, wow, that's, that's I didn't think about that. Um, so a lot of the socks I have for causes came from someone else's ideas. So I have an AIDS awareness sock and breast cancer awareness sock, uh, mental health awareness, um, and um, you know, Black Lives Matter, and so causes like that were some of most of them were inspired by what others have shared with me as. Um, ideas to give back to your community or just, um, you know, raise awareness. And does a percentage of those socks go to the specific either organization or um, nonprofit? Yes, yeah, except for AIDS awareness uh, so far. Um, one of my um, colleagues or classmates from Central High School has a cafe or a bakery in Philadelphia in honor of his cousin who passed away from AIDS a few years ago. So hopefully I can partner with them or an organization that he's aware of that could do the same as I did with breast cancer, uh, mental health. Um, and there's one other central high school. Um, I have a sock for 
those students as well, we donated or we, we gave away two scholarships this past spring and another one back in 2019. And so we hope to do the same thing for another school next year. So being intentional about how we um, impact the community, not just making a profit and grow the business um, financially, but hopefully suiting souls of those in need um, as well, um, um, financially or physically with socks. So we, we also um, aligned with uh, Friends of the Homeless last year, um, Springfield Public Schools in the past, uh, Square One, um, and Educare Springfield. So we'll just continue to find some meaningful organizations that can benefit. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. I love seeing you on um, the online presence that you have, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever I see you. I always see you doing things out in the community and really supporting and being with uh, the high school students and presenting them checks. I know that that really makes an impact. And, yes. you know, a lot of um, the grants and scholarships and things like that don't necessarily cover um, books or, right. um, you know, just whatever. So yeah. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Out here having fun. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Inspiring. And, yeah. And, and giving back, paying it forward and giving it back. Yes. Um, absolutely. Anyways, we're, we're at our second break. So Lenny Underwood, uh, who is an amazing photographer in our area and also the owner, creator and designer of Upscale Socks. We will be right back. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. Thank you so much. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and I'm here today with Leonard Underwood, who is a photographer and owner, designer, and creator of Upscale Socks out of Springfield, Massachusetts. Lenny, I, I know I keep saying this, but I was really spending a lot of time on your LinkedIn and kind of scrolling up and down, which is something I like to do for a lot of people, yeah. especially before they come on the show. Um, and I saw, you know, you, all of your awards, <laughs> you're on a roll. I don't know if you, <laughs> if you feel like you're on a roll, but um, I saw that you won the Black Excellence on the Hill Award this year in February. Yes. Um, congratulations Thank about you. that. I wish it was in person. It was virtual. Oh. So it's good being in person physically with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that stinks. Actually, yeah. Monty, um, who is, is with me a lot in, in these recordings, um, he won the Difference Maker Award awesome. um, two years ago, I think. Um, and his award ceremony was kind of hybrid, yeah. um, not in person, half in person. You know, they showed up with masks and it was very yeah. um, different. So, so I, I, I do feel for you. I, I, yes. you know, I think that's, that's part of the COVID piece that really, um, felt not great is when you were trying to honor someone or you had a big event, like a wedding or a graduation, right. um, a prom, uh, you know, you couldn't do it in person, which takes away from a lot of the pomp and circumstance, right. um, of just the energy, right? Like feeding off of someone's success yeah. um, and happiness. Experience, yes. Yeah. And for what they, they're accustomed to seeing too, yeah. I think in general, but it's understandable. Same with um, the year I received 40 on the 40. I think it was four events, 
um, two to a table. So me and my mom attended. Um, it was um, maybe an hour. Yeah. Um, but still special. And I, 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 I'm honored no matter what. Yeah. The circumstances. Yeah. And that was um, in 2020, right? Yes. That you won that. And then there was another one that you won, which was 2021, which is why I said you were on such a roll. That was the Champion of Character Award. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was nice and yeah. virtual. <laughs> oh, they, all of them were virtual? Yeah. <laughs> they said, yeah, it's normally a oh, banquet and, no. you know, someone introduces you. But oh. I did have that introduction and it was still nice. I, I you know, I gave my speech and I... I show the cake that I had and show, and I had, um, I think cider with my knees. So it was, it was cool. I made the best out of it oh, no matter what. That's so tough. <laughs> so I did not know that, that you had all of these virtual events yes. for all these great awards. I know. But um, they're, they're on my, you know, my bookshelf looking, looking good, <laughs> you know, everything, the proclamations and yeah, the, the nice, uh, the trophies, yeah, or, yeah, the plaques or whatever they definitely. were, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, but I feel like come. the the ones that didn't have the in person ceremony should have been uh, invited to present or have like an honorary stage presence at the next event. Um, right. I was trying to suggest that to George at Business West for the this year's uh, Difference Maker event. Mm, but I feel like idea. it would have been a lot and it was not really, it wasn't, it wasn't done. But, you yeah. know, I think that there is a lot lost when you don't get to really have yeah. that room effect, right? Of You're right. Celebration. We were invited last September to biz, um, 40 Under 40, which was good. Um, and I would have been there anyway. I was honored to be a judge this past war in 2021. So, you know, being there in, in two capacities, I guess, as a pre in 2020 recipient and then in 2021 as a, a judge, but you're right. It's, um, it was, I was just happy that we are getting back to some normalcy with that flow and, um, moving forward hopefully we can continue to see the numbers drop and everyone, you know, feel better and more comfortable being in public spaces. Yeah, it does kind of feel like the square wheel, though, that's rolling. I don't know if you found this, but I haven't really seen like a good flow happening yet where people right. are feeling, you know, together and comfortable and like it's 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 moving. It's well greased. You know, it feels kind of clunky, like a right. Flintstones car or something like that. Yes, a lot of caution. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and just like not getting that that like energy flow that you really need to right. to take off. I guess like there's a lot of like. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully, next by next spring, because I think things will change once winter comes and we're back indoors and. Maybe uh, smaller numbers, you know, versus being outdoors, open air. Yeah. More of those events are still happening. But, yeah, we shall see. Um, I must say, though, this past week I had seven events over the weekend. So it's kind of conditional dep depending on the crowd, yeah. um, the age demographic um, as well, and or the celebration. Um, you mean in terms of COVID fear or yes, caution or, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's conditional depending yeah. on the audience and the numbers and the type of activity or event it is as well. 
So is seven normal for you for a weekend? Because that to me seems like a lot. Or maybe you said week. Maybe you didn't say weekend. <laughs> well, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's a lot. It was um, from Friday to Monday. Okay. Um, so Labor Day weekend. Um, so much, though, um, from birthday parties to engage, uh, bridal showers and, um, you know, senior photos. Um, so I think people are just... Say yeah, I think that's a good way to good weekend to celebrate or to get people together. Uh-huh. Others are in town maybe, but this weekend I think I have four. Which I think once we start to see a shift with um, vaccinations and more confidence, that's when my um, schedule started to really <laughs> pile up. Especially this past summer, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel that way too. Things have kind of been like drinking from a fire hose lately in terms of events. Um, There's just not enough time to go to everyone anymore. And there's too many of them all being (laughs) piled on top of each other. Um, I was just with some people and I said, okay, are you going to come to that event on Saturday? And, oh, are you going to come to that event on Sunday? And they said, wait a minute, (laughs) when are we doing events on Saturdays and Sundays? And I said, you know, it's just not enough time in the week that people are you know, planning these nonprofit outings, you know, All Out Adventures has their big paddling event on Sunday and Mm. Cancer Connection also has their harvest lunch um, on Sunday. And then there's a bunch of stuff on Saturday. So it's just, (laughs) it's full. My calendar is full. It's kind of crazy. Or weddings on Wednesdays or Mondays. Yeah. Are you seeing that? I am. And I think it's because venues are booked um, until maybe next year or 2024, even with some dates. And if, let's say, you want to get married now and they say, well, we only have Tuesday available, then you say, okay, well, let's have our formal affair on this Tuesday. And, and why not? Yeah, exactly. Right? If if people are able to travel and to be there. and um, But, I mean, it's full-fledged from, you know, f- formal dining, DJ, photography, um, you know, bridal party, everything is just full line. So, um, yeah, I, I do see that quite, quite more than I had, have ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, why not? Why, why can't you get married during the week? I mean, I agree. Yeah. Who created that rule? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's only so many weekends in a year and, right. you know, only so many venues to have a wedding if that's right. what you want to do. So, and certain dates may, be symbolic for certain reason. Right. In the past, um, I've done Thursdays, and I would ask, "Yeah, that's the day we met, and uh, I want to get married. We want to get married on this day." And people are happy about, and they save money as well. Yeah, you know, I think it's not as expensive as a Saturday in June. <laughs> so there's certainly some benefit to that as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, all right. Well, we're here again at our um, third break. It's been awesome to talk to you. We still have one more to go. So you've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. I'm here today with Leonard Underwood, who I lovingly call Lenny, um, and it sounds like a lot of other people do too, who's a photographer and owner, designer of Upscale Socks out of Springfield, Massachusetts. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guest today is Leonard Underwood, who is a photographer and owner, designer, creator of Upscale Socks. 
And during the break, Dan had a question, um, which the magic of going off and coming on and back and forth. Um, Dan wanted to know where your socks are made and if you have any employees. So can you speak a little bit about the back of the house of upscale socks? Yeah, definitely. So they are manufactured overseas in China. Um, and I am one of one currently. There are um, times where I may hire individuals to maintain certain aspects of the business, but um, primarily it's it's me that's doing most of the work, yeah. fulfilling orders and the vending and the online presence. Um, but some of the, the some of the designs are created um, by a graphic designer as well as logo uh, website. Um, lookbook, things of that nature are outsourced. Do you have all of these socks somewhere? Or are they all piled up <laughs> in your house? <laughs> yeah, or? They are, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. I have a, a warehouse in my, my basement. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, good. Share a lot of uh, behind the scenes here, you know? But well, don't I mean, judge me too much, No, <laughs> but but it's it's about launching, right? Yes. And starting up and having a dream. Literally, yes. you had a dream and you were a sock yes. creator. And then you said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to follow my dream, follow yes. my gut and do this six years yeah. out. I mean, this is it. I have these conversations with business owners all the time where you start small, you start yeah. where you're at, you know, you exactly. start with what you have and test it out. Yeah. And it's all about testing and it's all about, you know, taking calculated risks mm -hmm. and bootstrapping. Right. Yeah. And, and that was it because I said, I didn't want to go into debt. Um, so I'm going to figure this out without, you know, loans, mm -hmm. if I could help it. And, and so far it's been really good in that, that respect and just take my time with it and not feeling as though it's work but enjoying the process to make it um, even grow further and become sustainable for the future. Yeah. Time. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, you know, when I have these conversations with other entrepreneurs in the community, you know, even the most successful real estate moguls in yep. Western Massachusetts started somewhere. They started small and whether yeah. or not they started taking um, loans from family and friends or right. no loans and then eventually going to a financial institution and then eventually using their capital or their inventory or their home or, yeah. you know, their building as collateral, right? To, sure. to do more, to buy the warehouse, to bring production here, whatever. Right. You have to start somewhere um, yes. and you just can't lose it all in the beginning or else you're not going to have anything to build it on um, in the so future. True. So it's so smart. Yeah, and you, you consult with a lot of um, small business owners, right? Is yeah. that also a hat that you wear? Yeah, it's happened out of nowhere. It's been kind of cool to be invited to be on a panel of other business owners or sharing insight to high school students about business, inspire them to start somewhere because many of them might have had a, um, a lemonade stand growing up or sold candy, you know, in their high school um, and didn't realize that was the beginning of a business idea or cutting someone's lawn as well. So I try to get them to that next level so they can see themselves um, creating something that they're happy and passionate about as well yeah. and going about it the right way. So. And and that's great. I mean, that's yeah. that's what it's about, just helping people out and paying it forward. And I feel like you've always been really good about that. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it's it's karma too. I feel like that 
that stuff comes back in weird ways. It's true. Um, currently, um, same with photography. I have two that I mentor, and they all text me or ask me questions about equipment. And um, they some have never been to a wedding um, in a professional setting or in a professional sense. So shadowing me in that space on what it takes to be that fast paced and you know keeping up with the demands of an event like that is so um, great if you can do it before you even get started. So I'm always willing to have someone um, step into that space and do that. That's nice. I feel like being a wedding photographer would really stress me out. <laughs> yeah, there are times <laughs> where it can be that. Um, but Between I, the bride and the mom yes. and the groom and the groom's mom and the friends and everyone's take my picture and your long list of who you need pictures of. Um, yeah, I've learned how to be very patient just in general um, with the whole process of working with clients and uh, dealing with the, their intensity. And I can't let that become my characteristics when they're stressed out in, in that space. So learn how to take deep breaths and my therapy is the gym and going in the sauna and really um, unwinding in that way so that I'm not lashing out when it can be prevented. <laughs> so um, talk a little bit about your fitness background because you just mentioned yeah. um, your fitness and, and how you de-stress and the sauna. And I yeah. noticed that you have some fitness in your background. Um, and also you've always been so fit every time I've seen you. So <laughs> I'm sure you work out a little bit. Yeah, it's uh keeps me level-headed. So back in 2009, I I became certified in personal fitness training um, based on just people in the gym asking me questions. So I said, I might as well get certified. Um, and it has now become a hobby because of upscale socks coming along and kind of taking over my time. Even though there are times where I'm still being asked to train, it's just not as uh, regularly done as it once was. Um, but um yeah, I'm I'm still learning, and there's so much to learn in fitness and different tips that we take on as we get grow older, and and things that we may try and what works well for me um, personally. So um, I was also sharing with you how well when I turned 30, I started running um, long distance, and in high school I ran track, but it wasn't anything beyond just the hurdles. But now um, I'm up to about 10 or 11 miles a run only once a week and hopefully by age 40 I'll run my half marathon <laughs> so I have a little time but um, I, I can use some tips on how to properly protect my joints and so I can think about long-term <laughs> um, well know, care <laughs> I, I like my half marathons and they're usually for charity like some mm. sort of nonprofit in our area so if you ever want to run a half marathon I go slow. I don't know if you're a slow runner or not, but uh, <laughs> some people that go fast um, don't like to run with me. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I average between <laughs> six and a half and seven and a half okay. a mile. So but, you're um, a lot faster than me. But so I'm, you probably I'm, don't want to run with me. <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. For it. No, we can <laughs> let me know. Okay. Uh, you were a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. I was <laughs> another bucket happen? list thing. <laughs> so a friend of mine, um, uh, he applied to um, be on the show. So he 
entered my name as well. And so Will of Fortune responded back and invited us to an audition in New York City. So we auditioned in 2015. Um, the audition process is maybe three hours long where you're answering puzzles aloud, um, written puzzles, or watching by language, um, how you introduce yourself, how you you know, behave basically. And so after that, if they share with us, if you receive a letter two weeks later from them, then you're selected to be on the show. If you don't receive anything, then you're not selected. You can't reapply, unfortunately. Um, so we received a letter two weeks later, um, and we waited <laughs> for three years almost to actually go on the show. Um, but there's some that were on the same day as us that applied and auditioned maybe a month prior, and they were they went on right that's after. That's crazy. Three so, years? Yeah. That's insane. That yes. would drive me crazy. It's hard to gauge. Yeah. And they say, don't call us, don't email us, we'll call you. So they And they call you two weeks prior to you going out to film in um, Culver City. So you don't have a whole lot of time to <laughs> you know organize and to get yourself together. Yeah. There was a snowstorm the day that I flew out to film. Um, so they're calling, are you good with coming? And so I had to, you know, my flight was rescheduled, but made it there. I kept telling myself I'm only there for that one purpose, not to go and enjoy and do things that can happen after the, the taping. So, and that's, that's another thing. You're there all day, really. You're on their time. You get there probably 6.30 in the morning for hair and makeup. Um, they go over all the legal things, and you're, you start filming at noon. Um, they film six episodes in one day. Um, we're, we're practicing in the Jeopardy studio. Um, we get to meet you know, Pat and Vanna in advance and the, the legal staff and others that are working behind the scenes. So it was a pretty cool um, experience. Nice. So I think I was, it, it helped me get prepared for moments like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love ways. it. Well, this or, is hardly <laughs> anything compared to uh, that, I would think. <laughs> or, but, but maybe weddings are more stressful than, than Wheel of Fortune uh, contesting. I would say, yeah, I think all of that, or, uh, you know, my times in high school, even though I'm not perfect, mm -hmm. I haven't perfected being on the stage with public speaking, but just developing all those skills and over time um, has helped me to become who I'm hoping to become in the future or who I am now. Well, who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love who you are. So thank you. don't, don't go changing. Um, yeah. And, uh, we're here, we've done it. We've talked for almost 43 minutes and, um, it's time to wrap it up, but Lenny, it's been so awesome to talk to you. I appreciate you coming on the show so much. Thank you. Um, I'm it's honored nice to walk the road with you in Western Massachusetts for over 18 years. Yes. Um, and everyone should check out your socks on upscalesocks.com. Yes. Um, they're lovely, really well made. And, um, there's some good choices there. I'd like to thank say you. thank you to the sponsors, um, Business West, George O'Brien and his team, always giving us such great information and um, news about who, what, and how in our community, in our region, and also to Greenfield Savings Bank, my employer, a mutual bank serving the community of Franklin and Hampshire County for over 153 years now. Um, this is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Thank you so much for listening.